Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, good afternoon, everybody. As I say, this is I'm in the middle of coughing. I'm Andrew Langer. I'm in for Tony Katz. Uh, as you all know, Tony is off in Israel. He is going to be joining us later, or so we hope. Hear from him as to just what he's seeing. And if you're not following Tony, listen, if you're not fo- following Tony on Twitter, what, what, what's going on? Come on. Follow Tony on Twitter, at Tony Katz, K-A-T-Z. Uh, you should also follow me, obviously, at Andrew underscore Langer on the Twitter machine. But you got to follow Tony in order to see what he's up to in Israel. It's really interesting stuff. going to ask him about uh, what he's seeing. It's very heartening what he is experiencing. So, uh, so go and, and, and check that out. But also listen on the next hour. We've got a jam-packed show today. Because uh, there's a lot happening in the news, a lot that I want to cover. we got a lot of guests, too. Uh, Chad Kate. Uh, Veterans for Trump is going to talk about uh, the border crisis. Jenny Beth Martin from Tea Party Patriots is also going to talk about this with me. Uh, Tim Head from the uh, Faith and Freedom Coalition. We're going to talk to him about Super Tuesday, uh, along with Logan Church from Catholic Vote uh, also. Uh, We've got uh, Ken Davis, who's a lawyer. uh, Matthew Forrest from Landmark Legal. We're going to talk about some of these challenges, especially this crazy news out of Illinois. If you're not following this. Um, this situation in Illinois, this is not really where I wanted to start, but I'll start here anyway, uh, where uh, the uh, the judge who has thrown Donald Trump off the primary and uh, general election ballots out there uh, is apparently her expertise is in the area of traffic adjudication. Uh, she's the judge you go to if you're if you're speeding or you have, you have expired tags on your car. Um, uh, yeah, clearly that makes her qualified to determine whether or not Donald Trump should be kept on the ballot or not. We're, we'll talk about that later on. We'll talk about that with the, with the, 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 the folks from Landmark Legal, etc. Uh, but I, I, I got to start here, right? The, the four major stories today are obviously this Illinois situation, uh, the uh, Hunter Biden deposition yesterday or the day before yesterday, but it was released last night and the craziness in there. We're going to get to that. Uh, we've got uh, this colloquy between uh, uh, both Jim Banks uh, here of, of, of Indiana, uh, as well as Matt Gates of Florida with uh, with the with Lloyd Austin, the secretary of defense. But obviously, the biggest things that are going on right now were these twin visits to the border. And I want to start there because obviously we're going to have uh, Chad Caton on, uh, as well as Jenny Beth Martin. So it's a good opportunity to, to go there. So both Donald Trump and Joe Biden went to the border yesterday. And one, one of the things that's fascinating, so you know, I uh, I was on the air in uh, in D.C. this morning filling in for our, our buddy. And I say ours, mine and, and Tony's buddy, Larry O'Connor on WMAL. And my co-host on that show, uh, Patrice Onwuka, we're doing show prep at 4.30 in the morning. And she says, you know, this is really weird. If you go to the Washington Post website, if you went to the Washington Post website at 4.30 this morning, you would not have been able to determine that both the current president of the United States and the former president of the United States were down on the border that the U.S. shares with Mexico yesterday at all. It was down. I mean, it wasn't just below the fold, but it was buried well within the website, uh, as they say. Um, which is just fascinating. And the New York Times was all over it, uh, so it wasn't a total blackout on the uh, the leftist press. But, 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 uh, uh, the, the Washington Post certainly wasn't wasn't covering it anyway. Biden goes down there now. Remember, we are now into year. Well, I guess that we are into year four, the final year of the Biden presidency, assuming he doesn't get reelected. Um, 
praying that he doesn't get reelected. Uh, you know, but and he's now been to the border only twice. But but this is a crisis that has happened. Um, uh, here is Joe Biden uh, uh, finally recognizing that it's not. By the way, if I'm the Trump campaign and I'm any Republican running for office uh, for federal office in America, this is the uh, this is the cut that I'm uh, that I'm playing. You know, let's play cut number one. Folks, it's real simple. It's time to act. It's long past time to act. Yeah, it's time to act. It's long past time to act. I couldn't you I couldn't have put it better myself, Mr. President. Three years we've been dealing with this nonsense. Three three years. Now we played the clip yesterday of uh, of of Mayorkas, the uh, the DHS secretary, um, from 2021, mind you, September of 2021, in which he told the MSNBC host that he couldn't even keep track. He couldn't even keep track of how many uh, uh, Trump-era executive orders on immigration that they had rescinded. Well, we now know that it's well into the 90s, something like 96, 97 uh, different executive orders on immigration and on the border that uh, that the Biden administration undid. And and this crisis ensued. Like, like, we didn't all predict this when it happened. But you know what part of the problem is? And, and listen, we could talk about Joe Biden's mental state all we want. Let's assume for a moment that he is uh, in full full control of his mental faculties. Let's just assume that for a moment. I know that's a real suspension of disbelief here, but stay with me for a minute. Could it be that maybe, just maybe, you know, even assuming that they that they that they know what they're doing on the border, that they're a little distracted? And why do I say that? Because here's Joe Biden. Again, on the border, makes a visit, only the second one of his career, and he, uh, uh, the second one of his presidential administration. And, and here's what he chose to talk about in this limited time that he had on the border. Let's play cut number two. The idea there's no such thing as climate change. I love that, man. I love some of my Neanderthal friends uh, who still think there's no climate change. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to call my political opponents uh, Neanderthals. Yes, that's that's really that's really a way to a way to get them. Ignoring, of course, the general point here, which is the president goes down to the border in which we are experiencing a horrendous border crisis, and what does he choose to do? He chooses to talk about climate change. I mean, or I mean, he may have been asked about that. You know, something. I, I, I he may have been forced into that into that position. So, it, you know, part of it is the press is asking about climate change. The part, Mr. President, uh, is this border crisis driven by climate change? No, it's driven by an administration that wants to expand the number of illegals coming into the United States, whether to change the political landscape or to change the governmental policy landscape. But, you know, the president could have just said, listen, we're here to talk about the crisis of the border. I just said it's time to act on the border. Don't ask me about climate change. You know, different circus, different monkeys. But, no, he he, he engaged on this. Well, the Neanderthals. You know, on this issue of of the uh, the executive orders that were being rescinded, uh, Secretary Mayorkas uh, was on the plane on Air Force One yesterday flying down to Texas with the president. He was doing a little press colloquy is what they call it, a, a gaggle. Uh, and, and here is what he reiterated yesterday. Let's play cut number three. Are there no executive actions that the president can take to reduce the number 
the large number of migrants that uh, are coming to the U.S.-Mexico border that we saw in 2023 and continue this year? The fact of the matter is that the in only enduring solution is legislation. Congress needs to act. We have a bipartisan piece of legislation that three senators worked on intensely for a number oh, okay. of months. Okay, we could, we, could, we, could, we could end that one there. Thank you very much, Carl. Um, first of all, he, he didn't answer the question. He, he said the only enduring thing that we can do, right? That's, that's not what was asked. Was asked. Is there anything we can do? Sure. Legislation would be enduring. Actually, let me do two things here real quick before we go to a break. Let's take, let's take part one, um, which is, which is the, the lie about nothing that can be done um, inherent in the question. Again, more than 90 executive orders on about the border and about immigration were rescinded by this administration. At the very least, they could reinstate those or or re reapply those, reinvigorate those. They can't do that because they'll never admit that they were wrong. But it's very clear that things were being done and can be done because if they couldn't do anything, then then they wouldn't have been able to rescind those executive orders. But of course they can, and of course they did. But here's the inherent lie in all this. Let me explain this to you. As someone who deals with the regulatory world in my professional life, sure, they Congress can pass legislation. Congress has passed legislation. But even if Congress passes legislation, ultimately that legislation is going to require executive branch action. It's going to require things in the form of rulemakings. And let me tell you something. You know, uh, unless it somehow contravenes existing federal law, and even if, you know, given the fact that we have this Chevron standard, which allows for agencies to engage in expansive interpretations of statutes for the purpose of rulemaking. Oh, and by the way, there's a whole nother concept of deference out there, you know, called our deference, A-U-E-R. I won't even get into that. Go down that rabbit hole. But the point is they can have enduring impact by engaging through the administrative process, through the regulatory process, under existing federal law for a great many of these things. But no, what they want, what they want ultimately is to make what is now illegal legal. And you can't do that, though they tried. But I mean, listen, Lord knows uh, that they have tried to, to do this um, um, uh, administratively. I think I talked a little bit about this yesterday with some of our guests. There's a reason why Mayorkas is being impeached. He just gave us proof as to why that is with that statement, that out-and-out lie, double lie, two lies for the price of one. Anyway, when uh, when we return, uh, we're going to be joined by Chad Caton, who's with Veterans for Trump. We're going to talk more about immigration with him. Uh, in the meantime, by the way, if you want to get a hold of me while I'm on the air, uh, facebook.com slash Andrew Langer Show, L-A-N-G-E-R. That's how you message me while I'm on the air. You can also at me on the Twitter machine, at Andrew underscore Langer. I am Andrew Langer. This is Tony Katz Today. There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Andrew Langer in for Tony Katz. Today on Tony Katz Today, love me some hollies. 
in the uh, in the afternoon. No, it's not Credence. It's the Hollies. I know that's strange for folks to understand. Anyway, joining us right now is we've been talking about what's going on down at the border. His name is Chad Caton. He is with Veterans for Trump. They got all kinds of stuff going on, including a documentary on the border crisis. We're going to ask him. Uh, but Chad, let's start here with these dueling press conferences, or not dueling, but dueling visits to the border yesterday. Biden's visit was just bizarre, wasn't it? Thanks for having me. And uh, what a great question to start off. I mean, sure. what does he not do that's not uh, bizarre in, in every way? Yeah. I mean, you know, goes down there, stumbles around, talks about climate change, doesn't answer the question about Lake and Riley. Um, uh, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you make of that? I mean, he said yesterday, and if I'm you guys, I would be using this clip all the time. He said that uh, the time that we have to act now on the border, uh, I would agree. He said, I think he's also said it's long past. You know, I'm sure you would agree with that as well. It was definitely a tale of two uh, administrations. One yes. that is wrapping the arm around the Border Patrol and understands their plight. Um, I don't know if you noticed yesterday on Twitter, the Border Patrol Union uh, asked, told Joe Biden to keep their names out of his mouth. Oh, that's a, okay. that's a little, significant... Will, little Will Smith reference. Got it. That's a, that's a, a huge... Uh, shot across the bow to the president. And, and what we saw was somebody placating to the narrative that, that the lowest common denominator somehow believes. And then you have Donald Trump out there talking about what's real. The reason he won't say anything about Lincoln Riley is because it's on his hands. Plain yeah. and simple. He can't bring it uh, that shadow upon his presidency that we all know belongs exactly where it, it, him causing this based on his border policies. And you had Mayorkas say that uh, in a recent interview that they have uh, steered back so many of Donald Trump's border policies that it would take too long to list. Now right. have, that kind of shows the problem, doesn't it? Well, it, it does. I mean, we played that. Actually, interestingly enough, that clip is from 2021. So, you know, six months after, uh, seven months after they took office in 2021, they'd rescinded 90-odd uh, Biden, I'm sorry, uh, Trump era executive orders, and 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 then this ensues. It's resurfaced, thankfully. That that clip has, you know, yesterday it was Mayorkas on Air Force One uh, again saying that that uh, there's nothing they can do, uh, nothing enduring in, in in any case. But let me ask you this: what's uh, what's up with this uh, this uh, documentary you guys are doing? Tell us a little bit about that. So yes, uh, we're really excited. We're being uh, we have a documentary that's going to be dropped March eighth by uh, Salem News. Um, it's a border invasion and American crisis, and and this is a real documentary. It's raw. It talks about what's what's really going on, and who better to show us around the the border than Victor Avila, um, who in fact was shot in the chest three times in his leg, and his partner wow. was killed protecting the border and uh and he's now running for co congress there um down on the south end of the border in texas he his story is is so egregious and ridiculous that a lot of people thought he was shot on the border fighting the cartel when in actuality he was in a bulletproof suv going into mexico to pick up what he thought was uh information and and from another office down there and come wow. to find out, and it's coming out right now, that what was in those boxes was tchotchkes and, and clothes of his supervisor. He sent two of his guys into cartel area to get it, and now Jaime Zapata is dead. Wow. Um, and now there's no change of custody, so we, we, we can't prove that. Here's mm. our government working against our, the people that keep this country safe. 
It's disgusting. And this 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 border uh, movie is going to show every bit of that. Bring your Democrat friends, your independents, stick some uh, toothpicks in their eyelids so their eyes stay open <laughs> and show them the rawness that is real. That's really going out the border. And who else to bring it to you than uh, veterans for Trump, veterans for America first people that actually know what it takes to keep a, a, a country sovereign. You know, it's interesting because you think about this posture that the uh, the Border Patrol Union has towards President Biden. We know that for the most part, right, uh, government employee unions have, have long rallied around Democrats. But in this case, you know, Joe Biden came into office with, uh, you know, with this antithetical uh, attitude or, or this antagonistic attitude towards the Border Patrol Union and their and the employees therein, right, threatening to prosecute them after that just that uh, um, uh, misapplied, misinterpreted picture came out. Uh, it's it's no wonder here. Let me ask you this. Uh, we're talking with Chad Caton from Veterans for Trump. So, you know, how many of these Border Patrol agents are veterans, so sort of part of your constituency? And I don't mean that they're necessarily all veterans for Trump, but certainly they are constituencies of, uh, of, uh, of, of being veterans. So talk, talk a little bit about that relationship. As far as the actual number, I don't have it in front of me. Know, yeah. um, but I can say this, as a former firefighter myself, um, law enforcement, firefighters, uh, nurses, uh, public safety in general, that be it Secret Service to Border Patrol, a large swath of them are, in fact, uh, former veterans. Right. Because they understand honor, courage, commitment, what it takes to leave our military and still continue to serve. I did the same thing as when I got out of the Navy CBs, I became a firefighter. Nice. It was, it was, it was super important to me to continue serving. My entire adult, le- adult life has been dictating on service. And now that my body won't do it anymore because of multiple injuries. Sure. I now have found myself in a, in a leadership role here at Veterans for Trump, Veterans for America First, so that we can continue to galvanize other veterans to get out in front. My wife, uh, my wife was uh, in the uh, in the Air Force for 25 years. So I, I I have great respect and admiration for all of you guys who served. Uh, let me ask you this: sort of putting your uh, putting your pack hat on, uh, Chad. Uh, Super Tuesday is uh, Super Tuesday is this weekend. I know the D.C. the all important. I know all eyes are turned to Washington D.C. for the Washington D.C. Republican primary. Uh, what do you think's going to happen on uh, on Super Tuesday? What do you think's going to happen? Could DC be the one place where uh, Nikki Haley uh, ekes out a victory? And what does that say about DC? Well, DC is a dumpster, uh, uh, a <laughs> dumpster. and and it really is. And 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 I don't even care. It's a, it's barely it's it, it's it's irrelevant really. But on yeah. Super Tuesday, I think you're going to see Donald Trump. Um, smack a grand slam throughout the states with large numbers. But I don't like talking lar- large numbers because sure. the biggest problem in this country right now is the apathetic way we look at our right. civic duty. And and I don't want to say that Donald Trump's going to win by 90 or 100 or whatever. Here I was in South Carolina, NBC, the day before our primary put out a poll showing Trump was up 60 points. NBC did that to bring apathy. Sure. Was, they were hoping that the Democrats would jump into our primary. And it did cause apathy because we only had 23% voting. We have yeah. to stop talking about how big Trump's going to win and just tell people to get their butts to the poll. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Chad, how do fun, folks find out more about the work you guys are doing at Veterans for Trump? Join us over at VeteransforTrump.us, VeteransforTrump.us, and you can go check out the trailer to the uh, border film that we're dropping on the 8th, on March 8th, over at YouTube, Border Invasion and American Crisis. 
There and, we go, uh, Chad Caden. If you have any other questions, follow us there. Thanks, thanks so very much for joining us. Uh, after the news, Jenny Beth Martin. I am Andrew Langer. This, of course, is Tony Katz Today. For Tony Katz, right here on a Friday to you. By the way, rabbit, 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 everybody. It's the first day of the month, March 1, so a little bit of good luck to you and yours. Joining me right now, one of my favorite people to talk to on the radio, uh, her name is Jenny Beth Martin. She is uh, one of the founders of the Tea Party Movement, founders of Tea Party Patriots, uh, Tea Party Patriots Action, etc., etc. Uh, Jenny Beth. I know you've been watching these dueling uh, trips to the border yesterday. I know you don't do impressions, but uh, what were your impressions of yesterday's uh, uh, trips by Biden and Trump down to the border? Well, we had a a president or rather a former president who actually understands the problems at the border and visited the border. And then we have a current president who has created problems at the border, open the border wide open, allowing for millions of people to enter the country illegally who couldn't even be bothered to actually go to the border. Uh, it, it just it's atrocious what President Biden has done to this country with the open border. It, it, it really is, though, though he did. He did yesterday, Jenny Beth, admit that the time has come to act. We should have done something on it a long, long time ago. As I said to somebody with Veterans for Trump just a minute ago, if I'm Tea Party Patriots, I'm running ads with that uh, with that uh, that phrase from, from Joe Biden. He should have acted a long time ago. Plus, he goes down there and he talks climate change. It's very clear that this president is, is, is out to lunch uh, on these issues, isn't he? Yes, it's absolutely clear he's out to lunch on the issues. He, if he had not acted when he first became president and had not issued executive orders to undo everything that President Trump had done to secure the border and had not allowed his administration to cut holes through the border wall, we wouldn't have these problems. So, yeah, it's time for him to act to clean up the mess that he created, but he inherited a secure border and he destroyed that and has opened it wide open and andrew i'm i'm very bothered by it It, and very personally bothered by it right lake and riley of course i was going to ask you about that is talking about she she went to my children's elementary school before moving to a different part of the county she had my children's first grade teacher she's a little bit older than them I've read letters that she wrote in her own handwriting in first grade about her desire to be a nurse. Her family desperately wants her to be remembered for the kind of life she lived. And unfortunately, the legacy now is how she was brutally murdered and murdered. And the family now joins countless other families who are considered angel families. These are families who, who have lost a loved one due to illegal immigration and if the border was secure and the people had not entered illegally their family members would still be alive today you know I mean, it's, maybe, it, or maybe they wouldn't have died in the manner that they died i can't say they'd still course. be alive but they certainly wouldn't have 
died in the manner they died. Right. You know, it's, it's one of those things, Jenny Beth, you, you and I have been doing this work for a very long time. Um, you know, you got involved. In fact, let's talk about that a little bit, because you got involved in the, the Tea Party movement, was one of the founders of the Tea Party movement, because of your own personal story and the personal impact uh, that these public policies were having on you and your life and your livelihood. I, I mean, it's, it's a, it, listen, it's not that we need to use these personal stories for political gain. My point is, is that the, the Democrats don't seem to understand that there are very real implications for these nonsensical policies that they're implementing, whether it is economic policies and how they impact working families, working moms like like you, uh, or, or how they impact families in terms of their daughters. Talk about the personal toll that these policies can take on people. Well, I, I, we can see what happened easily with with Lake and Riley I I just ache I ache for her mother because her mother is my age and she has children who are my children's age so I just I ache for her when this movement first started out 15 years ago I was going through personal financial crisis I was going through right. bankruptcy I was cleaning my neighbor's home to to make ends meet after going through bankruptcy and losing my home and losing my cars. So yeah. I I understand what it's like to have be in financial crisis. But during all of that, we did not take money from the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac bailouts in 2008 to keep us in a home we could no longer afford. And instead of our neighbors paying for a home we could no longer afford, we wound up cleaning our neighbors' homes to make ends meet. It's t- it was tough. It wasn't fun. But the fact of the matter is that's how it goes sometimes in America when you have the freedom to risk, to risk and to start businesses and to be able to build. What, what, so, what happens so often on the left is that they want to just hand out money to everyone in order to appease everybody, but you can't just do that because you're either printing money, and when we print money, we suffer the consequences of inflation, or you're taxing people and taking money from people and giving it to others, which is wealth redistribution, and it's just wrong. And right. it, it, it's just the my my personal story it was a very tough time in my life i i pulled up my bootstraps and did what i had right. to do to survive and i'm not saying that the government shouldn't have a safety net i'm i'm okay with safety nets but to just think that the government can be the answer to all the problems is wrong usually it's the government that has created the problems in the first place and we are suffering the consequences from it. And then they come in and try to act like a savior. And, right. and they're not. No, that's maybe maybe that is, you know, it, it's funny, Jenny Beth. We're talking with Jenny Beth Martin, uh, the founder, the head of uh, Tea Party Patriots, Tea Party Patriots Action. Um, you know, this issue of empowerment tends to be how I look at. Uh, tends to be how I look at issues, right? At government policies, do they serve to empower people to act on their own behalf, or do they serve to disempower people to act on, on their own behalf? Now, obviously, immigration's a little different because we're talking about defending the border here. Um, what are you? I mean, besides immigration, what are you guys focused on uh, moving forward in the in the 2024 election? Obviously, I'm assuming economic issues. Uh, talk about what uh, what Tea Party Patriots is up to. Let me say 
one thing about what you Please. just said about the border, though. The fact of the matter is the people who enter the country illegally right now are getting money from non-government organizations that are getting money from the government. So the government is paying for them and and moving them along the process and and taking care of them rather than than them taking care of themselves. So it's a, it even that is a has a huge problem beyond no, you're just absolutely the right. fact that it's insecure. Um, we're working on. We are opening a much larger office in Georgia. We are based Hi. in Georgia, so we're op- opening a larger office. Georgia is going to be our number one focus this year Good. in getting out the vote, and we'll also be focused on in Arizona and Wisconsin. And we're going to be engaging in what's called relational organizing. It's really just modernizing getting out the vote and modernizing the old-fashioned friends and family program to make sure that we uh, get our friends and family to go vote, and we're chasing those ballots until they actually are turned turned in and and cast. You'll get that uh, good good stuff. Listen, uh, Jenny Beth, how do folks find out more about the good work you guys are doing at uh, at uh, um, uh, Tea Party Patriots? Go to teapartypatriots.org. That's teapartypatriots.org. I appreciate that, Jenny Beth Martin. You take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you. That's, that's that's excellent stuff. Listen, we're going to continue to have this conversation about uh, what's going on in terms of immigration. This visit down to the border yesterday, because we haven't even got to what uh, what the president said and what Eric Adams is saying. Uh, I'm Andrew Langer in for Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz today. Thank you. Uh, so I want to stick a bit in the uh, in the immigration stuff because we've got so much more to talk about here. But I, I also it's so important. The two of them were down there yesterday. Um, so we also had this. I, I mentioned this on the air yesterday. We had this federal court ruling in Texas on their uh, their ability for uh, local law enforcement to get involved in uh, enforcing immigration laws, at least the issue of of arresting people for trespassing. Um, but, of course, Mayorkas couldn't help himself. Uh, he also decided to weigh in on this and, uh, and uh, um, uh, trashed Greg Abbott. Uh, let's play cut number four. Unlike Texas Governor Abbott's efforts to undermine federal border enforcement, the leaders in Brownsville serve as a model of cooperation in addressing together the challenges that irregular migration present um yeah, yeah this is amazing to me you know, do me a favor um uh let's 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 hear that beginning of that one more time unlike texas governor abbott's efforts to undermine federal border enforcement all right the there leader- you go so so this is orwellian this is real orwellian language manipulation so in, 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 the, in this concept of war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is, stre- is, is strength, what Mayorkas is essentially saying is by Texas working to actually enforce federal border law, they are undermining the administration's efforts to undermine federal enforcement law, using the, do- the double negative there. I guess if if, if uh, under using undermine twice, if you're undermining the undermining, I guess that means you're supermining. I know that's not a word. Enforcing. I mean, that's really what it, what it is. Uh, now, now we we mentioned, and my heart goes out to Jenny Beth here because that's just a, a stunning sort of connection she has 
about Lake and Riley. Uh, this is the University of Georgia student who was killed last week by an, an illegal immigrant. Uh, here is President Trump's statements on the subject yesterday. So I just think you're doing an incredible uh, job. Just one week ago, a beautiful 22-year-old nursing student from Georgia was barbarically attacked, almost unrecognizable, while she was out on her morning run. She was a morning run. She was doing a keep herself in shape. She was a beautiful young woman. She was a great person, best nursing student there was. I spoke to her parents yesterday. They're incredible people. They're devastated beyond beyond belief. But she was beautiful, just so beautiful in so many ways and brutally assaulted, right. horrifically we can, we can stop beaten. There. So President Trump makes mention of Lake and Riley and, and makes mention of the fact that he called her parents. Joe Biden, on the other hand, let's play cut number six. Mr. President, do you bear any responsibility for Lake and Riley's death? The president is asked about Lake and Riley's death. Do you bear any responsibility? He turns and he walks away. That's the difference. Now, yes, we have Corinne Jean-Pierre talking obliquely about uh, the, the tragedy of the death. Um, but, you know, that's not the same as the president call. And I don't know. I'm I, I'm assuming that Joe Biden didn't call Lake and Riley's family um, uh, on this. But it's just galling, this situation. Uh, meanwhile, I spent some time yesterday talking about New York Mayor Eric Adams, asked a couple of folks questions about this, whether or not uh, Eric Adams, we were seeing him turn the page on uh, on uh, support for uh, Im- the, these these in- insane immigration policies. Um, you know, he has criticized the administration, yet here he is on MSNBC yesterday uh, doing essentially an about-face. Uh, here is, uh, let's, let's hear cut number seven. Uh, President Biden basically say, sounded like uh, something from the Statue of Liberty. Bring us your, your tired message. This is why we're here. If you want to come here for a better life, come here. We want you to come. Then he rescinded, what, 90 executive orders uh, at that time. I mean, it's clear where the 7.2 million, I, I think we can at least ascribe some uh, cause and effect to those comments and getting rid of all the executive orders. Do you think the president could reinstitute, some, put some of those executive orders with the sign of a pen back on? And would that help? Would you urge him to do that to, to uh, the, help your situation? The most important thing I believe we could do during this crisis is allow people to work. Uh, everyone who passed uh, through the Statue of Liberty uh, came here, and even if it was a menial job, it gave them the dignity and respect that everyone that here, here uh, deserves. I mean, this is just, this really is some kind of form of, of mass insanity here. All right, listen, I have no doubt in my mind, as, as someone whose great-great-grandparents, you know, migrated over to the United States of America and came here and worked and struggled, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? I have respect for that, and I have respect for folks who want to come here and work. The problem I have is folks who want to jump the line, and and it's one of those things where allowing for massive amounts of illegal migration, in fact, rewarding massive amounts of illegal migration. Also, in this interview, I didn't pull the clip for it because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. I'm going to go down a little bit. You know, Adams was talking about how much better it is that you're giving these uh, um, giving these illegal migrants uh, debit cards 
that you're able to refill because it just makes it makes administrative expenses much much easier you know it, it's a situation in in which you insult anybody who is doing the right thing and abiding by the law to come here and wanting to do that work also by the way listen let's, let's not even talk about uh, uh, taking jobs away from um, americans but essentially taking jobs away from uh, it, those folks who want to come here legally who do the right thing by coming here legally and wanting to work that way by the way jenny beth martin talked about these uh, ngos that are involved in this i learned a term at cpac that i'm writing an op-ed on um, um, the uh, the former Prime Minister of Great Britain last week in her remarks at CPAC's International Summit used a term called quango, in which Matt Schlapp said, well, wait a minute, I don't understand, Madam Prime Minister, what does quango mean? And it's what it means, quasi-NGO, the, the quango, the rise of the quangos. These are non-governmental organizations that take government money and in many ways influence government policy to their own benefit while at the same time also administering government policy. It is it is just crazy. So I'm, gonna, I'm working on an op-ed called The Rise of the Quangos, in which we're going to talk about this. I'm certainly going to tie in uh, the, the, the uh, legal immigration here. It, it is vitally, vitally important. Listen, we got breaking news I'm going to talk about. After we talk to uh, Tony at the beginning of the next hour, uh, there has been a uh, an investigative journalist with the Blaze, uh, Blaze News Service, uh, that has turned himself into the FBI. He's been arrested uh, for, quote unquote, participating in January 6th. He is a recognized investigative journalist. They are now going after the journalists. Uh, the next hour, we're going to talk to Tony. We're going to talk to Tim Head from the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Uh, Logan Church with Catholic Vote. Uh, going to chat with him as well. Uh, Got to talk about the the Vax mandates and and uh, um, um, and Eric Adams and and um, Lloyd Austin anyway. And by the way, Whoopi Goldberg went full fascist. I'm Andrew Langer in for Tony Katz today. This is Tony Katz today.